You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, I'm Lawrence Coletti, the producer for Legal Talk Network. Welcome to another edition of Special Reports. Today's show is being recorded on location during ABA's Law Practice Division Fall Meeting at the U.S. Grant Hotel in downtown San Diego, California. We're here to cover this event and its highlights, as well as some other events uh, for you, our listeners. And joining me now is uh, Miss Paulette Brown. She is the new president-elect of the American Bar Association. Welcome. Thank you. So before we get started, I wanted to ask you about your professional career, as well as um, any involvement you've had with the uh, ABA before. My professional career began as a lawyer began about 38 years ago when I graduated from law school. And um, I worked for a few Fortune 500 companies uh, pretty much right out of law school because ERISA became effective in 1976, and they were looking for anybody who was willing to become involved with it. And uh, as a result of that, I did ERISA work for several other companies following the first company, which was a steel company. And um, then I had my own firm for about 15 years, and I served as a municipal court judge for three years and um, counsel to a county legislative body. And uh, then I went to a large firm uh, in January 2000. I'm at my second large firm now. I have been involved in the ABA since I graduated from law school. I took some hiatuses from time to time. I became very active in the National Bar Association over time, and I was its president 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was a great, great, great experience. Um, During the time as president of the National Bar, I had an opportunity to lead a delegation to monitor first free and democratic elections in South Africa when Nelson Mandela was elected. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, truly it is. I've been afforded amazing opportunities. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, that's actually a good segue into what uh, we're talking about today, a little bit anyway of a good segue. So you're here talking at an event called the ABA Women Rainmakers Mid-Career Workshop. And so I understand that you're talking at two different events at this, at this event? Not this event. I'm talking at two different events in San Diego. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the Rainmakers event, which I've already done at lunch, and tomorrow night the Earl B. Gilliam Bar Association Annual Scholarship Dinner. Okay. And the Earl B. Gilliam Bar Association is uh, the bar association, primarily African-American lawyers, and it's, uh, it's an affiliate of the National Bar Association. I got you. So what, what are your speaking events about? I love the subject of this, the conference for the Rainmakers. It's about not conforming. And uh, it's, it's so important, especially when you hear so much noise about women having it all. And nobody, first of all, nobody ever talks about whether a man can have it all, um, only whether women can have it all. And just not conforming to necessarily what is expected of a lawyer if she happens to be a woman. And so I think it's a very exciting topic. They've got a number of fabulous speakers. And I just wanted to talk to them about the importance of helping each other, women helping each other, and helping others as well, but important to give service and to give back, uh, whether you've had a lot or not had much, that the fact that you're here, you've already been given an opportunity, and it's important to share it with others. And also, it's important to um, recognize the power that you have within yourself and not shy away from it, 
and to pass it on. And, you know, when you empower yourself and other women see that you're willing to empower yourself, they'll feel empowered as well. Well, you're obviously a woman attorney, and uh, you've been uh, practicing for uh, many years. 38. Now. 38 years. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, what is some, uh, some advice? You know, this is a, um, the ABA Women, uh, Women Rainmakers uh, Board here really does focus on making sure that the, the next generation and the current generation of women uh, – from, from some of the uh, speakers that we've been talking to, making sure that they're participating in leadership roles in law. Right. And then clearly you've been in some leadership roles uh, during your career. So one or two. One or two. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. It's an impressive resume. Um, and so I guess I, I wanted to ask you, what advice would you have for, uh, for some new uh, women attorneys as they're coming up uh, to be involved in those leadership roles? Okay, so one person asked me about one piece of advice, but to me it's not one piece of advice. It's, it's a number of different things. And one is, is that the first and foremost is to learn your skill, learn your craft. And then secondly, um, maintain contact with, with people uh, you went to school with um, and, and not just maintain contact and find out how people are doing, but being sincere about it, not just maintaining contact because maybe someday they can help you. But to, to really be sincere about it, and I think that people really recognize the difference. And the other thing is that um, to give back, to give service, and, and also take care of yourself. You know, stay in touch with your family, stay in touch with your friends, find an outlet. My outlet is walking and cooking. But, you know, find an outlet, something where you can release, you know, whatever frustrations you may have. But take care of yourself. And also, finally, and I know I said finally before, but finally, don't allow anybody to set the bar for you. Because if, you know, some generally people will, whatever bar is set, that's where they'll go. If a bar is set low, they'll go low. If a bar is set high, they'll go higher. So set just your own bar. Don't let anybody define who you are or how much you're able to achieve. Well, that's great. I you know I definitely want to elaborate a little bit on those last two things that mm-hmm. you brought up there because I and I just this is me uh, an innocent suspicion, <laughs> and so I'm asking these questions in, uh, innocently because I'm, I'm curious. And so the, the take care of yourself and don't let anyone set um, a low bar for yourself. Right. Um, do you think that that and I guess I, this is honestly a, you know an innocent question. Do you think that that's something that women attorneys have a hard time with and. The first one being, you know, take care of yourself. Yes, because I, I think that for a lot of women, the inclination is to take care of others first. And um, and it's very difficult to take care of others if you don't attend to yourself. You have to attend to yourself first. It sounds very selfish, and that's, that's the problem. Because none of us wants to feel like we're selfish, but sometimes in order to help somebody else, we have to first help ourselves. So, Okay, no, that, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so, um, and, and then the second one I wanted to talk to you about was don't let anyone set the bar for you. Right. Is that another issue that, I, that you think in particular affects women attorneys? Absolutely. I, I recall when I was first going to law school, one of my coworkers, they had a party for me. I worked at the then HEW, which was a long, obviously a long time ago. It's now HHS. But one of the, and I all worked in the office of the secretary. Um, she said to me, don't feel badly when you flunk out your first year in law school. Yes, wow. she did. Yeah, and I I looked at her like she had two heads. But um, and and you hear a lot of comments like that. Um, just people have low expectations of you just because of who you are, and what they believe your station in life should be. And we have to get away from listening to those types of things because, especially 
once lawyers, the ones who are here now, once they have reached this point in their career, they obviously must be good to get to this point. And so to to have to allow someone to say what you can and cannot do is is just something that should not be accepted because already you wouldn't be here if you weren't good. So well, I think that's great advice for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that um, I think that negativity um, you know can can affect everyone's lives, and I think that that's good right. advice for uh, for both male and female. I, I attorneys. agree. I agree. I totally agree. So now I had the privilege of getting to know you a little bit before the interview, and uh, you know it sounds like you know you, you eat healthy and and you have a very active lifestyle, and uh, you have a friend Faye uh, that uh, that you're uh, very fond of uh, that enriches your life, and so it seems like you found a happy balance. And so I guess that's the the one thing you know taking care of yourself, and I, that's one thing I see with my counterparts uh, in the legal industry is that you know we get so involved in in taking care of others, and we focus on this this uh, sometimes a uh, ridiculous working schedule and we lose sight of taking care of ourselves. So you seem to have found an answer. And so uh, can you give some of us some advice on how you strike that balance? First of all, <laughs> I'm not real good at this. I, I try to practice it as much as possible. And, and the other thing, you know, what I jokingly tell people is that sleep is overrated. Um, because there there are so many things that have to be done in any given day, and uh, and we should mention Faye is my dog too. Yeah, I, I did want <laughs> I wanted to leave that for you. Faye is my rescue dog, um, and she is a lot of fun. Um, but some things sort of keep me grounded, and I think that I just need to remain grounded and and as peaceful as I can be because when I'm peaceful and don't have a lot of negative things flooding my head then I think I can be more productive so that's why I am really insistent upon myself to walk every day and I walk in the snow in the rain oh yes wow uh, yeah it doesn't matter I walked in the rain yesterday um, but how it far just, did you go yesterday it wasn't that far I uh, let me see yesterday I probably only walked about four miles all day which is kind of low. Um, my best day was two weeks ago. I walked 25,061 steps, and I think it was like 11-something miles. So it was a good day. Oh, my day. goodness. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day. So, But, you know, it, it just makes me feel better. It clears my head. I don't listen to music. I don't talk to people on the phone. That is just my time to reflect, to think about things, and maybe plan for next things. Oh, sounds oh, great. Yeah. Sounds great. So now you are uh, the president of, like, of the American Bar Association. Right. Coming up now, does your tenure begin in 2016? No, my tenure begins in August 2015. 20th, August of 2015. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Yeah. So now are you, uh, I guess this is the interesting thing. I've, I've learned so much about the ABA uh, this week, um, you know, with this event. And I'm right. um, learning about one of the things that really does separate the ABA from other organizations is succession planning. Yes. So I would imagine that it's in part, you know, stand in the steps of your predecessor, but also in part setting your own agenda. And so I guess uh, what are you going to take with your, uh, you know, what are you going to take with you from your predecessor? And then what are you going to add? First of all, I'd like to mention his name, William Hubbard, uh, who is the current president and just fabulous. Very, he, I really consider us as partners. Um, he shares a lot of information with me. When he comes back from somewhere, Paulette, this is what you're going to be doing next year. So it's been, it's been great. And he, he would call me, Paulette, this is what I learned that I didn't know before. But he has one 
huge initiative, um, the future of the profession, um, which he is examining from a number of different aspects, and one of it relates to access to justice issues and, you know, how we can better serve the public. And, you know, that's one thing um, or variation of it that I would really like to carry forward. Um, He also has another issue, um, which to me is also an access to justice issue um, relating to over-incarceration. And I think that's a very important issue that uh, needs to be discussed and need to be brought more into the public light. Wow. One of the, one of the other things that, uh, and this is a great message, and, and I think it, my hat is off to everybody that uh, volunteers in the ABA. And it's just, you know, with, with these, these, and access to justice is a very, very important thing. Uh, it just seems to be, keep coming up. And I, I think one of the things that uh, a lot of lawyers, when they get involved and, and they think about the ABA, is what a difference, you know, that makes. And you have, you know, you're a very busy professional person, but you're volunteering here with the ABA. Yes. And so I think, you know, for people that are thinking about getting involved with their ABA or when they get uh, a publication from the ABA and they're not quite sure they're going to open or have time for it, you know, I think how much time do you spend volunteering for the ABA? You don't want to know that. I do kind of want to know that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, uh, it's about 14 to 16 hours a day. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And how do you, do you balance that with your, your regular professional life? Well, I have a lot of people helping me. Fortunately, I'm in a large firm. I have a good associate and I have, you know, I have work that I bring in that others can do. So that has helped me quite a bit, but I still... Uh, you know, trying to resolve a settlement that we reached. I was doing that this morning and also checking on checking with the clients this morning about a conference I had with the judge yesterday. Um, and so you one of the good things is that um, I was able to catch up on a lot of things because I woke up at my regular time today, but I didn't have to be anywhere here until. So I, I, I bought myself three hours today. Uh, which was which was a really good thing, but it sometimes it, it gets to be difficult because sometimes I feel there just aren't enough hours in the day. But I do have a tremendous amount of help and support. I've got people at the ABA who help me quite a bit. I've got an assistant and a scheduler and my home office assistant. All of them are fabulous. They take such good care of me. Um, and you know, and it's also not just service to the ABA. I, I think I mentioned to you the that it's also service to the public. Um, I'm yes, going to is. a Boys and Girls Club this afternoon at 3.30. Um, just, um, and I'm trying to go to a Boys and Girls Club uh, wherever I go so that um, they can see what's possible for them. And whenever possible, I'm bringing them to the event so they can be exposed to a lot more lawyers. So, so I think uh, to our listeners, I think Ms. Paulette Brown... Uh, gives us an example here of why you should be involved uh, in your yeah. in the ABA and why we need to open those uh, publications and we right. need to get involved. So I have one last question sure. for you. And I know I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, so, dear. So prepare yourself. Okay. So I, and I always try to get things into uh, groupings of three, just uh, three takeaways. And so the question, because you're going to be the president-elect of the, uh, of, the a, of the ABA here, coming up here pretty soon, what are your three number one reasons that attorneys should be involved and follow the ABA? The ABA provides, well, there are different categories. Um, for young lawyers, for law students, it is an invaluable resource um, to connect with people who have similar interests, similar goals, and they 
they provide just such grand resources for young lawyers to help them to navigate their way through their careers early on. Um, the American Bar Association advocates on behalf of all lawyers, whether they're members or not. I think that a lot of people don't realize the advocacy that the ABA becomes involved with, um, not just during what we call ABA days, where we have a major campaign on Capitol Hill to advocate for legal services, corporate uh, legal services for domestic violence, for a number of different um, issues, and and then with the the recent uh, legislation that's pending with the taxation on lawyers before they even get paid, uh, the American Bar Association has been has been engaged in tremendous advocacy on that issue. And third, is the rule of law issue that we are that we promote all around the world. No one else does that, and no one can do it better than we can. I think that's a great note to close on. Yeah. So, well, it looks like we've reached the end of our time here together, and I want to thank Ms. Paulette Brown for joining us today. And if our listeners want to follow up or get in touch with you, how can they reach you? You can contact me at abapresidentelect at americanbar.org. And I'd also like to just say that uh, if you can't reach me there, I'm with I'm a partner and chief diversity officer at the law firm of Edwards Wildman Palmer. And I can be reached at pbrown at edwardswildman.com. And I think you have a Twitter handle too, right? Yes, I have a Twitter handle, which is at brown for lawyers the number four. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Looking forward to all followers. All right. Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.